0: Okay, so consolidated financial statement. Now, I'm not going to go through the nitty and talk to you about brofonio uh, maniomedi. I'm going to go straight and hit the nail on the head or hit the hammer on the head straight up with the core things we need to understand about group accounts. Now, the idea about group accounts here is that, for instance, there are two things you must understand. About group or consolidated financial statements, two things. The KG one is single entity or single or simple group structure, let me put it that way. Simple group structure, that's the KG one. And then complex group structure, that is the tertiary one. That is where we are. Now, for instance, I'm going to start with a simple group structure and get your understanding, then we now come to the complex. In a simple group structure, what happens is that, for instance, a parent company or a company invests in another company. If the company invests in another company and it has more than 50% of the voting rights, so greater than or equal to 50% of the voting rights, that means that the investment in their other company becomes what? An associate, a subsidiary. So if we have control, now the word control simply means the ability to influence the uh, financial and operational decision of what? The organization. So that becomes our subsidiary, then certainly we're going to have a non-controlling interest for whatever percentage. Now the first thing in every consolidated financial statement question or answer is to first do what we call the group structure, and that is what I'm setting out to do. Why is the group structure important? Because it tells us how the acquisition is. Now, when we know the parent and the subsidiary, and determine the NCI, remember it's a simple group structure, we need to know what we call the date of acquisition, as well as the reporting dates. Among other things, this is even much important than any other thing. So you must know when the acquisition took place and then when the reporting day is. Why? Because that will tell you the period you're going to be using to apportion the subsidiary's profit as well as the subsidiary's income statement information. I'll come back to that. Another thing is that a company can invest in another company and they will call it an associate. Now, there is an associate if our investment is less than or equal to about maybe 35%. With that one, we don't have control, but we have what we call significant influence. If we have significant influence, the standard to apply to account for the investment in associate is IAS 28, investment in associate. If we use this standard to account for our investment in associates, the standard says that we should adopt what we call the equity method. What is the equity method? The equity method simply means that the value of our investment in associates that we take to the group statement of financial position should be the cost of our investment. How much we paid for the investment, share of the associate's profit or loss. Then sometimes, after we acquire the associate, our investment may suffer impairment as a result of non-performance of the associate. So if there is impairment in the associate, we subtract that. The next figure is the value we get for the investment in associate that we will take to our B.S. Statement of Financial Position. That is how we account for this guy, investment in associate. But one thing you must understand is that when the parent has control of another company, That means that we now have to prepare one financial statement for the two companies. Now, they will prepare their individual financial statements, but we need to now bring the two together and that is what we refer to as what? The Consolidated Financial Statement. Please note that control can be obtained from various sources. So according to IFRS 10, definition of control An entity can obtain control from various sources. Number one, by the acquisition of more than 50% of the voting rights of the company. So this is direct acquisition. They bought it, so they get a direct ownership, they get a direct control of the voting rights. Two. The entity can obtain voting rights by arrangement with with other shareholders. What does that mean? What does that mean? This means that maybe we have thirty five percent share ownership in the company. But per the standard, we are supposed to account for it as well, an associate. Nemo, we have been 25-35% share, other shareholders, DQ, CB. So let's say this guy has 10%, this guy has 15%, this guy has 20, and this guy has 20. Seven hundred. Uh, a Yeah, 100. Okay. So this is the rest of the owners. Per the standard, per the rule about consolidation, we are supposed to treat our investment as what? Associate. Nemo, we go to them and we say, hey, listen, you're 10%, you can't make any decision better. So, so we, speak to this, we speak to all of them. Give us your voting rights so that we can make better decision for you. Then, this, maybe um, two of these guys, they say, hey, we will no investment, so go away, we will do our own decision. But this guy says, oh, why not? Why not? So these two people give us their voting rights. It means technically we now have voting rights of about 60%. Because we now have a voting right more than 50%, we can now control the company. For that reason, they become a subsidiary. So you see that we are gaining control not because we bought the company but because we did an arrangement with, our, with the other shareholders. Another thing could be... Uh, yeah. So in that case, will you still account for their investment as associate or... Mm-hmm. is now, we will do a full consolidation now. So it's a subsidiary. Mm-hmm. So our investment is not, we won't account for it as associate. Because we will add their voting right to our voting mm-hmm. right. So now the company we've invested in has become our subsidiary. Mm-hmm. Do you get a treatment? In the under 35% ownership law, no? yeah, accounting for it separately as an associate. Now the whole thing is that the company under consideration is our subsidiary. The third way can be we can gain control by legislation or legal requirements. Sometimes the government can pass a law that when a listed company acquires a share in an unlisted company, automatically the, li- the unlisted company should become their subsidiary, whether they have 50% direct investment or not. So if the law is like that, and they, but even though we bought 30, by law, you are still our subsidiary and we're going to be accounting for them fully in relation to that Mm -hmm. so these are some of the ways through which we can obtain what that control either we directly invest or we make an arrangement or by legislation now after we determine the group structure please remember that the date of acquisition and the reporting date applies both to the subsidiary as well as to the odd associate because the share of profit you are bringing here must take into consideration the period of acquisition and the reporting date after you determine the group structure the next thing to identify is to look at the net assets the net assets but this is where i'm going to start the merger between simple group and then subsidiary eh, complex In simple group structure, we have a parent and a subsidiary or an associate. But in complex group structure, it's going to be different. So look at how the complex is going to be. The group structure for complex is going to follow this way. This is where we have a parent who has a subsidiary and the subsidiary also has another subsidiary. So this is where it becomes interesting. So this kind of scenario is called complex group structure. Please note, for instance, if the parent has 60% ownership in the subsidiary, meaning at this level, non-controlling interest is what? 60%, sorry, 40%. Now, if the subsidiary also has control over another sub-subsidiary of say 75%, don't go and say the NCI is 25% worth So the way we calculate NCI value when there is group structure is different from, sorry, when it is complex, is different from when it is what? A simple group. So look at how it goes. Please note that any investment, that the subsidiary makes in the sub-subsidiary, the parent is making their share of ownership of that same investment. I don't know if it makes sense yet. So any investment that this guy makes in this, the parent has also indirectly what? Made that investment. So what we do is that the standard says we need to calculate the controlling interest in the sub-subsidiary. So how do we calculate? The way we calculate the controlling interest in the sub subsidiary is to multiply our, in our ownership by what? The ownership of the sub subsidiary of the subsidiary in the sub subsidiary Can I have an answer? 45. 45? Yeah, 45. Now, this is what I want you to follow me carefully here. Uh, because this, this place is quite yeah. tricky. Yes, the parent has a subsidiary the parent owns 60 percent and the NCI here is 40. and the subsidiary has also acquired control of another company 75 percent so if we are preparing group financial statement please note that this subsidiary cannot prepare a group financial statement why because a subsidiary cannot prepare what a group financial statement because he is being controlled by another person so to get our controlling interest bam in the subsidiary it is going to be what our ownership as a percentage of what that investment 10 years it is below 50 percent so they can't be our company they are still our what company only that we own 45% of them why are they still our company? Because we control the company that controls them. So how do we then get NCI? The non-controlling interest in the sub subsidiary is, so the total has to be 100. So the balancing figure, I mean, 55%. That's it. So this is how we calculate the NCI value in the sub subsidiary. We now there, for example. we free a freestyle. we what <laughs> So that is the idea about how the group structure will be done. Then post, let's, let's reflect on this one. Okay,